This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to A Game of Two Halves. I'm Jonathan Roberts and I'm joined by SD Sports Correspondent Sazali Abdulaziz. Hello. Hi, Jimmy. Okay, just briefly before we get into the other stuff, the El Clasico took place at Nou Camp on Sunday. If there was any worries that Barcelona playing without the talisman of Messi would have been in trouble or struggling, well, those fears may have quickly disappeared because Barcelona beat Real Madrid 5-1. Cezali, is is this just another example of Real Madrid in free fall? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, Real Madrid, for some reason, are a club that tends to have the ups and downs, you know, moments of crises. And uh, I guess this is one of them, you know, no um, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously no Zidane uh, as their manager. Um, and, you know, the result speaks for, them, for itself. And they're so desperate, there's talk of getting Mourinho back. Uh, yeah, but I think that there's also one other manager who's actually available on the market, uh, who's been linked, which is uh, Antonio Conte. Uh, but, you know, you have to spare a thought for uh, Julian Lopetegui, who is, you know, he got sacked from Spain and then, you know, he thought, okay, at least I'm walking to the Real Madrid job. A few months later, uh, this happens, you know, you've got to feel for him. Is this the worst that Real Madrid's been? Um... It's hard, it's hard to say because, you know, they, they have had their moments, you know, where, where, where they haven't always been winning. I mean, I think it's it's now amplified, you know, when, when Barcelona, of course, beats you in the Clasico by, by a big um, scoreline. Uh, but, you know, they have undergone, you know, moments uh, or, or, or seasons uh, which they've not won silverware. And I, I think those moments are worse. I think this is, you know, well, because... This is, this is quite a gold drought. It's strange because, you know, you, you see it all over on Twitter, you know, they, they have the FIFA world best goalkeeper in goal. They have the FIFA world best defender, marshalling the defence, and, and the FIFA world's best player, Modric, in, in, in the middle of midfield. And, you know, they get whacked 5-1. They have the quality. I, I think, you know, this is... this is. I, I, I don't think people should overreact. I think, you know... This is par for cost, like I said, for a, a huge club like them and uh, to have the ups and downs. And, um, you know, I think they, they'll sort it up soon enough. You think things will heal over in time? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, they have the players, you know, um, they have quality uh, in their ranks. Um, you know, it's maybe just about getting the right person at the helm. Obviously, they had the best person possible in Zidane, uh, who won three Champions League titles in a row. Um, but, you know, obviously he decided to step down. Uh, so it's just about getting the, the right man in charge to, to get the best out of these players. Well, speaking of a once great team that is now feeling out of sorts, unable to find their footing properly, and maybe with the wrong guy in charge, we travel to England and go back to Man United. But this time it's less of a Mourinho watch. Today is Pogba watch. Now, the first half penalty against Everton on Sunday was one for the ages. A unique penalty a specially taken penalty. I mean, Saz, what did you think of Pogba's penalty technique? Uh, it was uniquely bad. It was so, so bad. Uh, <laughs> I think Gary Neville um, on commentary said, I think it's the first time he's heard a penalty where the home fans, you know, were actually booing as the run-up was being taken. I, I say run-up, it wasn't much of a run, was it? It's a totter. It's a, it's a totter. It's a lot of tottering. Yeah. It's like those cartoons where you're... Yeah. <laughs> And, and you know the the worst thing is you know people will say oh but but he scored in the end yeah he scored only through luck playing well that's what I told you yeah, yeah I told you well he scored in the end right it's it's, it's just luck you know if any if that ball had fallen anywhere else you know uh, he wouldn't have had uh, it the deserved to... to miss really I yeah. mean to take that kind of penalty with such. Arrogance? Yeah, exactly. Is it arrogance? And and, um, and this is you know this is my point when when I when I saw 
um, you know, Pogba, do that as you as you call it, totter uh, up to the ball. It's just that dainty he, steps. He doesn't have he doesn't have that mentality to be a, a Manchester United player. I mean, it's been said so many times. You know, uh, Manchester United um, as a club, you know, the so called identity is is you know determination, never giving up. You know, and and having that attacking verve and and flair. Um, he may have that flair, you know, but. Not that, that well, sort for of... for France, maybe. Yeah, well, even then, you know, he, he has Kante beside him, Matuidi beside him to do the dirty work. Down here, he's just like, he, you know, um, uh, you know, case in point is, is for Everton's goal. You know, he in the middle of midfield, you know, you're 2-0 up. You can play a, a, a simple pass anywhere you like. He tried to flick it between two Everton players for Mata. Intercepted two passes later, Smalling brings down uh, Richarlison with, with a very clumsy tackle. And you know, even before the pass was made for Richarlison, you know, Pogba was was standing in the middle of 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 the field. I don't know what he was protesting. I think he was possibly saying it's a it's a handball or something. But he was pro- protesting to the referee instead of trying to chase the ball down, having given the ball away. And and you know, it just it just speaks so much of of his attitude and and his character. And 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 you know that alongside, you know, the 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 way he stepped up to the penalty. You know, he's under pressure. You know, he's under pressure, he's under criticism, uh, you know, and he's, he's, you know, normally when 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 people um, are put in that position, they, they you know, the saying is, you know, you buckle down, you keep your head down, work hard. He decides to just go go flashy, you know, he he doesn't know any other way almost. I did wonder what was going on when he took the penalty. Is it, was it like, I'm going to mess this up deliberately to... Shame Mourinho, or was he just not taking the match seriously? Yeah, exactly, and and I think um, you know this sort of you know with with every match almost it seems this season it seems to vindicate um, Sir Alex Ferguson's choice not to push him into the first team too early. You imagine this is Paul Pogba now, you know when he's an established uh, France international, you know he's, he's a World Cup winner, he's supposed to be mature now. Imagine when he was eighteen or seventeen. And he was demanding to be playing in the first team, um, and Alex Ferguson said, "You know, not yet. You're not ready yet." Um, I, you know, I guess it shows this is why his mentality uh, just wasn't there, and I guess it it shows it still isn't. How much longer do you think Manchester United can continue with the Mourinho Pogba rift? Well, I I don't know. I mean, it, it, a resolution by Christmas? I guess by Christmas because you know if Pogba is going to go, he has to go in January, uh, and if the new manager is coming in, January will be a good time for him to spend on on reinforcements. So I think within within six to eight weeks, um, you know, we'll 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 probably see a, a resolution to to this Mourinho Pogba thing. One of them stays, one of them goes. I think. Well, we leave the tumultuous season of Manchester United as we travel to a different sport. One championship as a major event on November the 9th, which will see Singapore's Angela Lee face off against Xiong Jin Nan for the one women's strawweight world title. Aside from that, the organisation has recently had some major news in the form of two new signings, SARS. Who are they and why are they big news? Well, they've signed uh, two huge names in MMA, former UFC champions, Ultimate Fighting Championship, of course. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, who's a lightweight fighter, and uh, Demetrius Johnson, who's a flyweight fighter. Uh, you know, both these guys are, are really established uh, in the MMA world, easily two world-class athletes, and one really delivered a coup uh, by managing to sign them. And what does it mean for one championship? For one, exposure. Because, uh, like I said, you know, uh, the American audience, uh, you know, obviously they, they love their Conor McGregor's and, and 
and what have you. But you know, Eddie Alvarez is is you know a, a really established name, and, the, and so is Demetrius Johnson, like I mentioned. So uh, these guys um, will shine a light uh, to one you know where where American fans uh, may not have been aware of one and 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 what they offer, and and the competition the level of competition in one is actually not not very bad, um, and and. Demetrius Johnson has said, you know, he he, he calls uh, the other flyweight fighters um, in the, his division beasts and, and animals. You know, he's, he's looking forward to really big tests. It's a different kind of competition as well because in, in Asia, you know, a lot of um, fighters sort of have their roots uh, picking up the spot so almost naturally uh, at a very young age. Whereas um, in, in, uh, in America, they, they sort of usually start with boxing. Uh, or wrestling in in high school, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a very different um, challenge uh, ahead for for Eddie Alvarez and and Demetrius Johnson, uh, and I'm really excited to see them in action for one. Well, thanks for that, Cezali. No problem. Of course, we've had sad news this weekend with the tragedy in the EPL, with the news that Leicester City owner Vijay Sriwijaya two of his staff, the pilot and the pilot's partner, died in a helicopter crash outside the King Power Stadium on Saturday. It's heartbreaking for any fans of Leicester, and it's heartbreaking for fans of football, as it was under Vichai that Leicester fulfilled the dream season in 2016. He backed the unfashionable, and he helped them rise to the top. And as we offer our condolences, it's doubtful his legacy at Leicester will be forgotten. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.